You're listening to It Came From A Podcast, episode 28, and today we're talking about Netflix adding ads, or promos, uh, Star Wars Resistance, Magic Leap 1, I think, right? That's what it's called. Uh, James Gunn and Disney, and I guess that's it. Welcome to It Came From A Podcast. My name is Sergio A.M. And today I'm joined by Ricky Kazvan. It's been like about, what, two years now, I think. Let me say my signature. What's up? Yeah, it has been it has been two years. Um, I was like pretending to dance. Uh, like I couldn't hear any music, but I was oh, like, no. I hope the music's playing. So I'm just like. Yeah, I was like, is he hearing that right now? Because it was a little I was, just, I, was, I was praying. I was like, man, I hope the audio didn't go out. And I'm just looking crazy, just going like that. Yeah, no it's, a, it's a catchy reason. tune, so to speak. But um, yeah, so we're back after a while. Um, you know, it's we had an episode. Years. You saw the last episode. It was, you know, the audio. There was an issue with the audio. So we're going to redo that episode and just do a focus on, I think, I think it's going to be YouTube drama because it's just so fun for us. But uh, yeah, so we have a few things we want to talk about today and sort of to get back into that groove of things. Um so I'm just gonna start off right away, and it's the first oh, one we're gonna talk about. Yeah, yeah. Can can we give like a like a quick one minute history lesson? Because I feel I feel like this is like a monumental kind of thing for for us, for you and me. Because it's been it's been two years, so I think we should briefly talk about what we used to do and how it came about and what we're doing now. Oh yeah, I mean like so this started two years ago, like over two years ago now, and uh, it was sort of like a to see how we can format the show and how to set up templates and get used to the whole live thing and how we're going to do it. Um, and you know, my thing with, with podcasting isn't that it's going to be a famous popular podcast as much as it's like ham radio and just a way to document what our thoughts are on topics like this. If we get an audience, great. If we don't, well, we're, sh we're still doing it. True, 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 true. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good to be back. It's two years. Um, a lot has happened. Uh, I know you were about to have a kid when I, when we stopped doing it, I've had a kid since then. So a lot has changed in these two years since we stopped doing oh, it. Oh yeah, we're now in dad mode, full dad mode. I'm in, a, I'm in a whole different city. I'm in LA. A whole new world. Love that song. Whole new world. Love that song. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably do another episode as an update to talk more about that and get in, you know, behind the scenes about it. But uh, one thing I wanted to talk about because I want to keep it short is Netflix because this just happened. I think last night or was it what a few hours, like 16 hours ago. I, re I read about it last night. So they're testing ads. Now, the thing is, it's not like advertising like Hulu. When you watch Hulu and there's an ad right there, or like, actually, I don't think there's free plans anymore. Is there, right? There's, no, there's not. I think it's it's that standard $9.99 and with, with ads and then like $12.99 or something like that. Yeah. With uh, Well, yeah, yeah, you pay and you still get ads. Now, the thing is, these are promos. So it's like, let's say you're watching a show or a movie on Netflix and halfway through, you'll get cut off and it'll show this promo. Like, you know, when you go on Netflix and it's yeah. like a live trailer kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be something like that. And some people are already have uh, experiencing that. Uh, how do you feel about that? It's it's weird because today's Saturday, on Thursday I was having at work I was having a conversation with somebody about we we're talking about 
we're wondering how long it would be before Netflix um, starts showing ads because I I feel like it it's just been inevitable. Um, yeah. The way that the market is kind of is kind of leaning um, toward, and then this came out yesterday. I mean, be, right now because it's their own stuff. I I'm not a hundred percent against it as long as it's something quick, and I, I think it plays before the show starts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no no no! I mean, they're not pre-roll. They're uh, they're added the in between your show. It's like supposed yeah. to be like an ad, as in like, hey, you know, See, let yeah. me cut you off right here and show you what we have in store for you next. So when I remember when Hulu first started. <clears throat> they kind of gave you an option. It was like, hey, do you want to see like a minute and a half of commercials at the beginning and not have your show interrupted? Or do you want to kind of have the different ads dispersed throughout the show? Um, if if I were Netflix, I would do it at the very beginning because one of the, I think one of the, the cool things about Netflix is you have uninterrupted viewing no matter what. Yeah. And I think if you start to have viewing that's interrupted, it's going to take away from the Netflix experience. And I think it's going to, piss off a lot of people so I, I i agree first off you know binging was like something that became mainstream because of netflix right like you know uh watch whatever series you want you know episode one to the f- finale without any breaks that's what binging is to me uh you know you can still binge of course with ads it's just that ads give you that break which people will pay to avoid so i'm curious if this is a way for them to push their other plans which by the way not everyone knows that netflix has more than one plan now uh you know they have the 4k plan i believe it's the second is the second plan and the idea being that if they put ads on the first tier would people be willing to you know, pay more for 4K and no ads or no promo or interruptions, so to speak. I feel like that's where they're going with this. Yeah, I mean, it has to be because realistically, if if the ads they're showing are for their own, their own shows, they're I, I don't see how they're gonna make revenue from that. Um, it's just it's gonna keep people interested in keeping the subscription, maybe. Um, but I can't really see them. I mean, and with all the streaming services coming out now, and like to have to pay for like a higher tier um, price level in order to not get ads, and I, I don't know, I don't know how it's gonna play out. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it's just it sucks to see it because normally what happens is you're gonna you're gonna you know these businesses have to make money somehow, so they so they end up paying. I mean, they end up adding paid tiers, or they end up doing something to either push their own content or, you know, make more money in general. So that's what's happening here. I I don't want to see that happening. We have another episode coming up where we do talk about streaming and where that whole thing is heading. So we'll talk about that in another episode. But I did want to bring that up because there's an entire Reddit post about this and people are not happy. And the funny thing is that these are not like ads. Like if you're watching news, you know, like CNN or something, you're going to have like 15 ads just for drugs within 30 minutes. So it's one of those things that it's not that bad. But I can easily see if that goes from a beta test to uh, live, and then it can turn into like, hey, you know, buy some random drug for, you know, to, well, that has to do with whatever depression or whatever it is. I, I did read that at least for now, like they're based on the algorithm and what you. So the the uh, the promos that you will see will be for shows that are similar to things that you've watched in the past. So it might, I mean, it might have some effect on on people keeping subscriptions and people checking out yeah. other shows. Netflix is super secretive about how they make revenue and stuff. So I, I have, you know, God knows how, how all of that is affected. And I, I know that they, 
they've put so much into their originals that like I've read that they haven't even actually like they're not making money from their originals yet because they've invested so much. So you know they're very oh, yeah, secretive. Yeah. So so who knows? They're spending billions on you know like all yeah. these all these new shows that they're making and and sadly I, I I don't really watch their original content that much. You know you can you can tell it's turning into a platform that's all about their original content, but which, I, don't which know. I I think is I think is awesome because I do watch a lot of their content and. A lot of it is, is money, man. Like, they have some really, really good shows. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Marvel stuff aside, Stranger Things, House of Cards. No, of course. Um, they ha- No, no, but I'm saying, like, um, you know, it seems like they have new stuff weekly, almost. Yeah. And I don't watch all of it. I only I'll watch the big hitters, like the triple yeah, A kind of title, so to I speak. I feel like I don't even watch non-Netflix stuff on Netflix anymore. Like, the only thing I'm watching on Netflix, the only things I'm watching on Netflix now are, like, Netflix originals. Yeah. I don't so, even watch movies or anything on there anymore, so. So, just to keep it simple and wrap this section up here, um, if they do add ads, are you going to keep your plan, or if, are you going to cancel? If, if they are internal Netflix ads, like, for other shows, I'll keep it. I don't mind that. If, I'm never going to cancel Netflix. So either way, they're gonna have my money because okay. I like their shows. So it's just it's just a matter of juggling between plans and seeing what plan I want to stick with. I will say I don't think my family uses it to the point where it's justified. There's moments when we pay the ten dollars. Actually, I think it's eleven, twelve, something like that now. And it's you know months go by and we don't use it. So if they they start doing this, I will cancel, but only renew to binge because that's the smart play if you think about it. If you use it that way, so. That's, well, that's, that's what, my I think, opinion on that. I think that's what a lot of people do. Like they wait for like I don't know Stranger Things. Um, they'll binge and then they'll cancel it. Yeah. Okay. So next, I want to talk about Magic Leap. Okay. So this is a, a little bit odd because Magic Leap is it's here in Florida, super secretive, huge investors. Um, you know, if you look at the building, it's a gorgeous building. You know, tons of talent in there. Um, the brand was interesting. The idea there. Uh, but they finally released the Magic Leap, the Magic Leap One Creator Edition, and y- you know, let me say this: a lot of people are very, very upset here. Um, they they were teasing so much about so much um, about what this was actually going to do. They had a you know a CGI video they had before that they teased on how this would interact, how you'd interact with these things happening in front of you in whatever environment you're in. And then people started testing this, the, the Leap 1, and it sort of fell flat. Like, it's not that impressive. Uh, you saw it, I'm guessing. You saw the videos out there. So, yeah, that whole the, – on August 8th is when they announced the, the, the Magic Leap 1. And I, at that point, I guess they had already invited um, a bunch of, uh, like, journalists and stuff to Plantation, Florida, to their headquarters. So when, when they announced it, like a bunch of people put up videos and stuff like the verge and stuff. And the general consensus that I've seen from everybody who's actually like touched it and experienced it is that it's cool, but it's not, there's no, they didn't see anything that was mind blowingly revolutionary. Um, like what they were hyping it up to be like, they were, I, the general consensus was basically that Microsoft's HoloLens can do everything that, that the magic leap can currently do. Yeah, I mean, there's some differences, of course, but my thing is, is it worth jumping in, um, jumping onto that? To well, look, this is this is meant to entice creators to make content for that. Right. For it's that a product. creator. It's a creator edition. So. Yeah, but the thing is, it's twenty three hundred dollars. Like, who's willing yeah. to pay two thousand yeah. dollars 
for something that I mean, you're probably it's it's brand new. It, there's almost nothing on it. Do you? I'm wondering. I feel like they should have, and maybe they did. Instead of selling a creator edition, they should have just sent out a couple of them. To, yeah, to, of course. To, that's what people be, are complaining uh, about because I mean, normally that's I mean, what you maybe, do. Maybe they did, and they just, I wouldn't be surprised just, if yeah, if, you know, they probably sent to some really huge there's, companies. They're so secretive. That's that's the problem. Like that's why like I don't want to I don't want to be quick to judge either because there's a there's a possibility that they're they're hiding stuff from us that's that's really really cool and we just we just don't know it yet and they didn't want because they're tweaking it or whatever but i mean i i don't know i've it's i've been super intrigued by that company for for such a long long time and yeah i i, I can't wait to actually play with one of those things and, yeah. and see what what it's all about I, i'm curious to see where it goes um because that's not the consumer edition that's supposed to be for you know developers to start creating content for it like like you said these should be handed out for free i'm sure they have and probably have not mentioned it but um yeah it's it's weird it's weird it looks sort of cool i'm not sure if i like it or not i told you it looks like world of warcraft engineering yeah. goggles because i mean that's what it reminds me of i like the look if you look at the if you look at the the verge video they yeah. actually shot they shot the original prototype of the headset, oh, and yeah. it's like this it's like this huge. It looks like the the helmet that Wayne Zelensky wears in in Honey I uh, I blew up the kid. Yeah, it's just like this huge helmet. It's like Weapon and, X, like Wolverine yeah, style, yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of stuff. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad they slimmed it down and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it's I mean it's it's pretty cool that they have like they created a I think part of the like, so it's like a little mini computer that attaches to your belt. Yeah, that way you don't have to be plugged into like a big computer. You know, they created their own. Uh, their own OS, Lumino, Lumino OS, I think that's, you know, supposed to be geared for like spatial awareness and spatial audio and a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, it's exciting. It's, you know, it's stuff in the future. It's just, it's, it, do you, do they have anything that's revolutionary and mind blowing that? We it definitely feels like a version two product where I jump in at that point, because right now though, it's just way too pricey. I, you know, I, I need to see way more content on there to, to know whether this is just like a fun little VR headset kind of wannabe thing, right? Uh, I know it's not VR, of course, but it's just, it's weird. So let me say it's weird, it's it's pricey, and I have no idea where they're going with it, but I can't wait for the second version, which by the way, the first version is, isn't even out, as I said, this is just for developers. So, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on it and we'll get back to it at one point. You know, before we, the one thing I did think was cool that I don't think the HoloLens, the HoloLens does is that they have a, um, which is really it's very ready player one ish. I know that they're they have like a like a live avatar chat kind of thing within the the Magic Leap where like you you can like hang out with other people's avatars and like talk to other people and stuff. So like that 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 kind of stuff is cool. That that's the kind of stuff that I want them to like gear toward. Like yeah, partner up partner up with Facebook. You know what I mean? Because I know Facebook was working on their own stuff. Like partner well, up with they them. have Oculus, and I feel like they're not gonna want. To that's right. That's that. right. That's the that's problem right. now. Is that you have that's so many right. people competing with one another that you're not gonna see collaborative efforts as much. Google, I think Google invested in Magic Leap though. So um, yeah, Google, well, yeah, they have huge investors. That's why it's so yeah. odd to see it, you know, released like this. Now, look, I will yeah. say I'll give them just real quick. I'll give them credit for slimming it down because people, when they first saw the prototypes. People were like, okay, that's it. This this is dead in the water. They they got a disc-shaped kind of computer pretty much going on that goes on your on your uh, belt. You can put it on your belt in your pocket, whatever. So that's fantastic. It's just that it doesn't look that impressive. So we'll see where it goes. But for right now, uh, call me a skept uh, skeptic. There's one there's there's one feature that I think is really cool and I think is going to be a high. 
a big selling point that I don't think any of the other headsets have. It has a lens insert for people that have prescription glasses. So you don't have to wear the the headset over the glasses. You yeah. can just drop in like your prescription lens and then you're fine. That's awesome, especially for people like me. Um, that's that I think that and that's a big selling point for me. So yeah. that if that price comes down, and oh, even yeah, if of it's course. Not, yeah, the price. I, look, I think under a thousand bucks is the goal for a majority of of yeah. VR headsets out there. This is being you know a different kind of version of that, but we'll see where that goes because right now it's just not consumer friendly. Yeah, that that pri- that thing alone will, will sell me though. Like personally, like the whole yeah. lens insert thing. So yeah. so we'll see yeah. when the consumer version comes out, and then we'll touch on that again magically uh, send send us send us headsets yeah and we'll great. test them out <laughs> okay so next up i want to talk about james gunn because you know i mentioned this before but this seems to just keep going like it it doesn't they don't they don't drop it uh i don't drop it i don't want him to go away i feel like i mean do you like guardians of the galaxy to begin with this is man i'm i'm so scared to talk about this topic because it's gonna be controversial and i feel like if you talk about it you're gonna piss off either one side or the other yeah um I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that was the first Marvel movie for me that was like, man, this is something totally new and something totally different. Um, it felt like Star Wars um, when I watched it, and which is, all, you know, for me it was obviously, obviously amazing. And he's he's such a big part of the DNA yeah. of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think that's why there's been such an such an like backlash and stuff is because I just it's so hard to picture. Guardians of the Galaxy without, even though like the first movie, I know that he he co-wrote, um, but there's still so much of him in that movie. In those two movies, it's it's gonna be so tough. It's to definitely watch a style movie. and a vibe that I feel is extremely unique. And the thing is, I think it's what worked best for that set, that cast of characters, because you know a lot of the a lot of people did not know about Guardians of the Galaxy, and if you think about it in the comics, it's just a bunch of like, hey, look, we have this hero and that hero, and let's just shove them together and hope for the best here or make it's, something fun. It's a group of people. It's a group of ragtag heroes, or not heroes, a group of ragtag in the who are they're all seeking redemption, which it's ironic because it's. It, it's kind of mirroring what's happening with him right now. Yeah. You know, he, it's, he, we're not defending those tweets. Those tweets are horrible. Um, but he put them out years ago and Disney was aware of the tweets when they hired him. Yes. And this is um, the same as Roseanne. And, see, that's, that's what people are and, comparing it to for a good reason. Right. And, and, and I think to me, you can't compare it because Roseanne, a, Roseanne has a long history of things like that. And Roseanne made the most recent comments under the employ of Disney. Yeah. James, those comments were not made by him under the employ. Disney was aware of the comments before they even hired him. He's repeatedly in the past apologized for the, for the tweets. And, you know, so it's just, you know, I don't want to get political, but this was all brought to light by Mike Cernovich, who's this right-wing commentator. James Gunn has been very vocal um, about the current political climate. He's defended a lot of people who are, you know, yeah. anti our current president. And it's, it turned into a witch hunt. Um, no, I mean, it's, it, it was, look, it was as simple as like, it was a hit on him. That's all it was. You can tell because they went after old content. They saw what happened with Roseanne. They're like, hey, look, this is, you know, this is a big guy that we want to take down. And that's exactly what happened to keep it simple. Now, the other thing too, though, is that a lot of the fan base, stood up for him i including me i mean i don't you know it's not like i was protesting or anything but the point is that 
even some of the cast, like you had Chris Pratt, Zoe, um, Dave, Bradley, all of them were signing this letter saying that they were, you know, supportive of him. Not saying that about, they supported what he said. Yeah, I want to bring up Dave Bautista. So he, as soon as it was announced, th- this is why like, he's awesome. He right away tweeted how it was like, not right it shouldn't be happening the rest of the cast they were like you could tell they were scared to talk about talk about it when it first came out he was like i don't care what happens this is not right i'll talk more about it later but this should not be happening and this all happened at comic-con so they were all at comic-con while the news was announced so like they they did not do any interviews or anything so um i props to dave bautista for like not for being loyal and like not being scared to speak out whereas the rest of the cast yeah they spoke out but they took their time with it and yeah. creating that open letter, he was like, he's like, I'm not defending what he did. I was surprised to be honest because he's not like what you would call the main, the main, uh, the main, you know, the main star here. He's not even really that well known in Hollywood compared to his his cast members. And, and I, I think that's why he didn't. That, that's one of the reasons why he's just like, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna. I don't care. I'm not gonna filter myself like yeah. this. You know. And look, um, I love Drax, man. Drax is amazing. I think even Infinity War made him even more lovable. So, uh, and he's a huge, like, meme character, if you think about it. But the thing is, recently, I think this is what, actually yesterday, he says, he, he wrote a tweet that says, thanks, Disney, making America great again, and that sort of sums it all up right there. That's and that's, that's, that's because, so, it came out, so, James Gunn met recently with, um, like, two days ago, I think, or three days ago, he met with the chairman of Disney, Alan Horn, who's the person who really started the whole firing thing. Yeah. And, um, it, basically, out of that meeting, they, it's James Gunn will not be rehired um, for Guardians of the Galaxy. They may still use his script. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of the rumor going on, but he will not be directing it. Like I think people had high hopes with like the the petition has like three hundred thirty five thousand people. The last time I checked, like the open letter from the cast wanting him to be reinstated. A a lot of people all over the internet and media, famous people, non famous people, like wanting him to be reinstated. And Disney's like. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Um. So, look, Star Wars fans went after Last Jedi. Uh, sorry, they went after Solo because of Last Jedi. Yeah. I think that I think that Disney's gonna see something similar with Guardians of the Galaxy. This is gonna be. Oh yeah. I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna be the. It's gonna have the least uh ticket sales out of all the movies. I wouldn't be um, surprised because um Solo is a great example for uh, you know, dude, who does not like Solo? Han Solo. I mean, he's just known as was, one of the most iconic characters in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll argue it all day. Solo is a great movie. Solo is a better movie than that. Yeah, that's what Solo. I'm saying. I, just so you know, I haven't seen it. I've heard good things about it. I'm going to watch it. Was, it. it. I just, did, just I did not want to watch it in theaters because I was just so upset about a number of things. The casting for me sucked. I, I didn't like the casting. Even I mean, Look, I'm sure they'll be great when I watch it. I just did not agree with it, and I felt like a lot of the times they were not listening to the fan base, and that's what's happening here. A lot of the fan base is voicing their concerns that this is just not the right move, and it sets it sets a precedence for what's going to happen in the future here. Yeah, um, and it's it's weird because as much as I want him to be, I I can't argue with the fans boycotting that. Like like that's if if we're consumer if people are consumers and they want to ticket, you know what I mean? So um, as much as I don't want like it to reflect on the franchise as a whole, because it's an awesome franchise. Like I think I think if they do see the low ticket sales, you know, it will. Yeah, it's gonna happen. They'll, they'll take that into account, and and they should use it as a as a learning experience. You know, it, 
this probably should have been handled differently, at least my, my, my opinion. Um, I, I think they could have given him a, a big slap. And again, I'm not defending the tweets. The tweets were abhorrent. But yeah, of he course. About I, mean, him. I, 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 I didn't know about them until I, I saw that, so, until if, this came if, up. If Disney didn't know about the tweets beforehand and it was just coming to light, I would, you know what, you want to fire him, fine. But the fact that they knew about the tweets and hired him anyways and then backtracked it because of right-wing commentators, like, that's what I have issue with. Yeah, um, and I mean, so. like, the, this is also being compared to the Roseanne situation, and yeah, I want to keep it short here, but Roseanne made some, you know, she's known to be a little <laughs> crazy on Twitter, and that's exactly what happened. She just kept it up after Roseanne aired, um, the, the latest episode, I mean. So what yeah, happened she, she is— just, she never stops. No, no, yeah, so— People were upset that Disney brought her back on, knowing her history, not even her history. She she was just like this forever. And now— there, there's, literally, there's literally a picture of her dressed as Hitler, wearing a Nazi yeah. uniform, with gingerbread yeah. cookies, about to put them in an oven. Come on. Trust me. I, I get it. And I get that she's probably—she can say, hey, look, I'm just messing around. But clearly, to a lot of people, it doesn't come off that way. Now, with Gunn, it's a similar situation in that, oh, we're going to cut off um, any ties we have to him because of this kind of crazy past— because due to fear of what fans would say but it's sort of backfiring here but anyways so we brought that up we'll we'll mention more about that later on because i'm curious what what they're gonna do i really don't know what they're gonna do here but um what's your opinion here are you Um, for gun are you upset about what happened here or i mean because look i i thought they were gonna bring him back because there was such such uh you know uh the, the fan base and the 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 cast was extremely encouraging about that so I was extremely disappointed when this week they said that that you know it's a no go. They're not bringing him back. So what? what are I, your yeah. Thoughts on so that? I think I think their best their best course keep the script because at least if you keep the script, a lot of his DNA will still be in it and it'll still feel the same. And then you have there's only one person who should direct this movie and that's uh that's Taika Waititi who's he's the guy who directed Thor. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. The the last one it has you know his tone is is not so far off mm-hmm. from from what Guardians is and was and i think james gunn consulted with him when he was directing thor and stuff too so i he to me he is the only person right now that could direct that movie and and have that movie still feel like like guardian so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that's what they do that's the smartest move and i guarantee you that gunn is going to be involved in some way behind the scenes almost guaranteed i read that there's still an option for him to come back and direct another movie at some point just not again Makes no sense to me, but whatever. The it thing is, is they don't is. want to lose him to WB. Like, they don't want to lose him to DC. And if they do, I'll tell you what, I'm going to watch that DC movie. Like, guaranteed. He, I, I, see, I can I can see him making, like, a Justice League movie or, or something along those lines. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's 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 just a sad it's a sad situation. And what, what I'm scared of is the precedent that it's going to set for for other, situ- or other companies, you know, moving forward. Granted, if people say things that are messed up and abhorrent, they should be penalized, whatever. But like, I don't know. This this situation is just like, it's so specific, and it's just. I can see both sides of the argument, and that's what makes it. Really- yeah. So on live chat, um, some say JC was saying that uh, Batista said he would drop out if Gunn was out, and that's true. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if he's ready to just like be like screw somebody, it. Somebody somebody asked him on Twitter. I was on Twitter last night. Somebody asked him on, and he said that he would. He would fulfill his contractual obligations, but he wouldn't be happy. So yeah. he'll, well, let's be he'll, honest. If he did drop it, that's a, I mean, look, I would miss Drax, but also that's a lot of money down the drain over uh, something that, 
you know, you don't want to leave your cast as well. That's the other thing, and, too. You're, you're his, abandoning he, them, too. His, his star is rising. He was in Blade Runner. So, uh, career-wise, it wouldn't be a smart decision. But I'm I'm glad that he's at least being very vocal about it and, and expressing his... Man, I appreciate his, it, yeah. His distrust, yeah. As a fan, it's 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 definitely yeah. appreciated. All right, so we did bring up Star Wars, and we're going to bring it up again because we got a trailer for Star Wars Resistance. And this is, you know, this was odd. You mentioned it, and it didn't click right away, but this is not on Disney's new platform. This is going to be on Disney Channel. It's so the premiere is going to, is gonna, it's the, they're going to do what they did with Rebels. It's going to, it's a one-hour premiere. It's going to air on Disney Channel, and then all the following episodes, I think, are going to be on Disney XD. Um, yeah, Disney XD. So um, it's a one-hour premiere, uh, Sunday, October 7th at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. So, you know, I, this what I do, I will say I love that they're actually going places with Star Wars in animated form because it, it reminds me of DC animations, like animated movies, right, where they take on those stories that they're afraid may not work that well in a live format, like in a what's called, um, you know, with in theaters so this is awesome to see i personally i'm probably not going to watch this right now just because i'm burnt out but i'm surprised they didn't push their new platform like their their, their new streaming service here but that might be a season two thing what do you think about that so hey you know i'm a huge star wars fan so there will never be a star wars burnout um they i, I think this is the last star wars property that you'll see on tv like this um john favreau's working on a live action show yeah um that's going to the platform by the way uh dave filoni who's one of the showrunners of this show i think he kind of dropped that it was called disney direct at comic-con i don't know if that's the final name but he called it disney direct by mistake so that might be the name of the of, of the platform um, hey, i'm fine with that as long as it's not, it's not disney now because yeah. everyone's doing the now thing and it's aggravating yeah I don't think I think that this show will run on dis on TV for the, its its lifespan. I'm sure we'll get this after they're over on dis on the Disney streaming service, but I do think that it will air on TV for the the run of its for its its lifetime run. And I think it'll be the last property that does. Yeah. Um. So like Clone Wars, the new season is coming on the Disney streaming service. So, um. Yeah, I do think this one will run on on TV. As for the story, do you think it's interesting enough? for it to have its own series yeah so star wars resistance it's just it a tease by the way i mean it's just a trailer yeah yeah it takes people i mean it's takes me it takes place before force awakens and it's it's poe dameron um it, it's not so we ha it sounds like he's trying to get this guy i think his name is kazuda ziono who's the main character and he wants him to infiltrate this like or not infiltrate but basically do recon at this um I guess the ship or whatever and see who they can recruit to the resistance. I think it's really cool because it's, again, it's an unexplored time period in, in star Wars history between return of the Jedi and force awakens that we haven't yet. Um, you know, you have Poe Dameron, uh, in the show, which is cool. So you have one of the bigger characters on the show, which I think will help the show a lot. And, you know, any, any time when there's a series that's exploring history that we don't know about in star Wars is, for me is amazing. Yeah, I mean, you remember wiping out canon 
leaves a lot to be wanted or you know it, it just leaves a big hole that people want that sounds horrible i was gonna say a big hole that people <laughs> want filled <laughs> but uh that's what it is people want to see these stories be fleshed out and explored so i'm curious where this goes uh, i'm glad to see they're still using the property in an animated form because that's how you get kids into it again it's tough yeah. to get some kids into star wars especially if they have they don't know what the story is it's just a lot going on I, i'm excited because it's so now that I have a kid, this will probably be, this might be the first kind of Star Wars thing that I get to watch with with my kid because she's already watching cartoons and stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to experience this with like my one and a half year old or whatever. Yeah. Um. Or so yeah, it's it's really exciting and and like let's Disney animation, uh, Star Wars animation has been amazing. Rebels was yeah from a sto- storytelling perspective was in incredible and what it what it added to the star wars mythology and to the lore was just mind-boggling and you know dave filoni the showrunner for both and he's he's co-showrunning this one with amy beth christensen who also worked on clone wars and and on rebels and he's just he's such a good storyteller that it, i know that it's gonna be good yeah it's just he's so good. and he it's funny because he worked i found this out last night he worked on the last airbender and this has a very similar style animation wise um to that so i know a lot of people aren't happy with the animation stuff trailer um but i think that the story will more than make up for what people don't like about the animation i think it's cool you have to let it you know you have to give it the few four like i i say give it five (laughs) episodes you'll know whether you like it or not I'll, i'll definitely give it a chance my my thing is that like i said i'm glad they're exploring this property um further but i feel like this is going to be something that eventually pushes on to the streaming service that they're coming up with and this is just serving as a tease about it so i'm not sure we'll see i'm excited about it but i do want to say that we're also going to do some more star wars stuff because there's some i mean there's always star wars news um and by the way um claudio the last time we talked to him we want to do like a, a last jedi episode just to bash it because look I love Star Wars, but that that was one of those movies that I walked away from. I was like, okay, I need to talk about this. So I know it's late, but we need to do something. And look, I, I'm gonna find ways to defend it as well because that's that's only fair. I, I I watched. I'll give you a quick recap because we haven't spoken about it. I watched the movie. As soon as I watched the movie, I was super convinced that. I, and then on the on the drive home, I kept like picking it apart, and I was like, man, I kind of didn't like that. So. There's things that I like and there's things that I don't like. Um, I, what I don't like is how much it divided the fandom and how toxic um, the Star Wars community has gotten because of it. Um, yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, there is some stuff in that movie that I'm just like. I know. Why? Trust me, it's tough because I tried to defend it at first. I was like, no, it's it's good. But then but I was there like, are, pissed there off are things that stuff, so. there are things that I, there are things that I like as well. So listen. Um, and I, and I still watch it. Like, I, they have it on Netflix. I still put it on every once We can get inside it another. Yeah, so look, bigger. we are going to have so. an episode on that because I do have a lot of people who are very heated and want to talk about it. And I think it's worth revisiting, especially now that it, I don't know if it's died down really, but, you know, the, the dust has settled, so to speak. So we'll talk about I, that. I think that I think that Resistance in Clone Wars will, will do a lot to kind of put people, like, put Star Wars back into good graces with people. Especially Clone Wars, people are super happy that that's coming back. So I think, yeah. you know, and with JJ back for Episode Nine, I, hopefully, it'll course correct itself and we'll have a good community again. 
yeah well yeah no i'm I'm sure we will we just have to fix that <laughs> that dent um anyways so we're gonna have a, another episode for hollow net which is sort of like a series on just star wars alone here on it came from a podcast so Stay I can't wait for that. that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get because there's a lot of content out there right now. So we will do that. And I do want to do a Last Jedi episode where we just let it all out and it's going to be like therapy. So um, I think that wraps up this episode. Anything else you want to add, Ricky? There's one thing we got to do that we used to do. We got to do thing of the week. But that's just going to say I don't have anything for this week. It was a tough week. I have I have one. Should I, do, should I do the song or no? I don't know. I forgot. I don't even have it here. Look, hold on. Here's the air horn. <laughs> Okay, that's an air horn, but that doesn't. I guess that that counts for something. I used to, I used to do a song. I used to go as it thing of the week, the, the, the thing of the week. And that's dun, you know dun. what? I, I had a calendar event from two years back about going to the studio to record that. But anyways, what's there, your thing it, of the week? So there, I discovered it recently. So I I moved to LA uh, last year, uh, November of last year, and I moved right at the time. I'm a big TV person. A lot of my shows were on, so I fell back on a lot of TV. Yeah, like all the all the the dccw shows so i'm trying to catch up before the season started in october and i found i was like man how can i speed up my my binging and i found an extension called it's called video speed controller i think right yeah yeah on uh for chrome and i can it, it, anything that's html5 um video yeah it lets me speed it up so i've been watching everything at like 1.7 two times the speed oh, yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, well, so, on, on average, I think almost everything that I watch, that if it's something I've seen before or something I don't care much for, Game of Thrones, for example. Look, I, I'm not saying I don't care for it. I'm just saying I was new to it. We were going to do a podcast on it. Remember that? I had to watch the entire wait, series. We, yeah, I think we did do a podcast on it. Yeah, on no, the round table. The round table, yeah. Yeah. I had to do it. In, I had to watch the entire Game of Thrones, like every season until the last, just to talk about it. And I had to watch it sped up. Otherwise, yeah. I just wouldn't be able to make it. Yeah. I just, and I, also, having a kid, you don't have the same. Yeah, but yeah. also, you know, YouTube does that now. Like, you can speed yeah, through it. So that's a huge. I, I know. I know. But it was, it was cool to have on Netflix because I can, I can binge faster. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah. So, um, you know, I think of the week for me, um, there's, I, I can't stop on my head here, but this happened last week and it's dead cells. Like I brought it up earlier um, before the podcast because it's just a, it's a really fun Metroidvania game. It's available, I think, on multiple platforms, but I'm playing it on the Switch. Awesome, awesome game. The idea is that you're the cell who takes over a dead body and you're just running through these randomly generated dungeons. Now, what I've learned or I'm learning or doing right now is sort of rushing through it without trying to die. And because if you do, um, if you go through these dungeons fast enough, there's an extra corridor that opens up that has a timed door. If you make it to it, you get, you know, all these extra things inside. So it's fun. I suck at it. I can't get past the third boss, but I, I'm hooked on that game. And, it, and the best part is it, it takes like five minutes. You sit down for five minutes and you can get a lot out of it. So that's what I love in games right now as an adult. So to speak. Before we go, and I think it's on topic. Silver Yami asked on the on the group chat. They asked, um, "Will we get a Star Wars game on the Switch, like like the Star Killer game, so for like for like Force Unleashed?" Do you think we're gonna get a Star Wars game for the Switch? Period. I guess. Well, my thing is like I've given up completely on Star Wars games because of EA. I think EA is a terrible company when it comes to gaming. It they've proven that. Okay, I'm not just talking crap. And when they gave them, when you know Disney, it was Disney, I believe. Yeah, they gave um, Disney gave them the Star Wars property exclusively. I gave up on those games. 
Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm sure they're beautiful games and they, they might be fun to play, but I hate the idea that a single company and one of the worst in gaming is, is handling that property, which I love so much. And it, it sucks because, like, so, like, I remember when Battlefront 2 came out, people, oh, man, EA is going to learn from, from what they did the first time around, the first one. And right before the game comes out, they're like, oh, we're going to do the pay-to-play thing again. Like, if you want, no. like, for, like, multiplayer... You have to but like buy crates and stuff and like it's just it's sad it's sad because the content of the game is good like the single player campaign no, I'm sure that's what i'm saying too was was good um and then there was another they were working like on a th- like and it sucks because it's also ea's like the publishing company so the actual company that's developing the game it sucks because like it looks bad on them and it's not their fault that ea does things like the way that they do oh yeah um, well i mean they're a business first and foremost that's the problem yeah. Uh, you take it um, some like something from Blizzard, for example, who's owned by Activision now. Blizzard puts the game first, and the business side of things, of course, are first in, in the business side of things. But it doesn't come off that way. It comes off like there's a lot of heart in the games. EA, for example, the problem here is that they're gonna have to either create other studios or just you know make a majority of their pipeline about Star Wars. Now instead of giving it to an indie who would have used it correctly. I don't know. I don't know. I'm super upset about it, and I've given up on hope when it comes I, to Star Wars games. I, I think that we will... I mean, we are going to see other Star Wars games that are not from EA, um, yeah. and I think at that point, um, I think we will see games on, on the Switch. Um, you know, there's... there's oh, guaranteed, because um, it's a moneymaker right now. Yeah, there's a... I forgot what it's called now. There's a show... I think it's called... I'm sorry, you cut off. What was it? There's a show on... I think it's on Disney. It's called, like, Star Wars Adventure... Or the Freemaker Adventures... And it's basically geared toward like a younger audience, yeah. and I can totally picture them making like a a, a Nintendo-based game for that. Um, I think we'll see, we'll see, we'll see game, we'll see a game for all the platforms, Switch, Switch included. I think. Um, yeah. It just when is the question? I think. Oh, of course, yeah. I, I'm not, you know, I've like I said, I've given up. I'm not even going to care anymore. If it, if Disney dr- like severs that contract, says, hey, look, you can make games, but not exclusively. I'm completely all in on that because I need to support that game. And I that's what I do now. I'll support games that, let's say, um, they come on the Switch and it's a risk for that developer. I'll buy the game if I like the developer and I want to see more of their games on that console because that's how they judge, make those decisions. So, um, right. you know, we'll see. I'll, if EA releases something on there, um, I don't know if I'd consider it. I'm pretty sure I've given up on that completely, but I'm curious to see what they do. Anyways, yeah. uh, that sort of wraps up the episode. We talked about four things. Uh, we wanted to sort of get back into the groove of things here, and that's what we did. But, uh, yeah, any last words, Ricky, until the next episode? It's great to be back uh, after two years. Um, yeah, I can't wait to do it again. And uh... We have a lot to talk about. I mean, it's been two years, so we'll see. Yeah. So whether you're watching or listening, thank you, and we'll catch you for the next one.